What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 342 of the Smartout Moments Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and this is the Hot Tags edition of the week, where I will be attempting, at the very least, to break down some of the current events, the rumors, the news, the gossip, and anything else that went down over the past couple of days outside of TakeOver and Money in the Bank in the world of professional wrestling. And forewarned, I am scatterbrained. I have been working nonstop, and I've lost track of how many hours I've been working, literally clicking multiple things per second for however many hours straight. So uh, I have lost track of a lot of details of what I wanted to talk about here, including the news stories themselves. I have some notes down. Bear with me a little bit here. Been a long fucking week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and WWE's um, booking for Monday Night Raw didn't help because tonight, man, they were just all over the goddamn place. They were adding things for Extreme Rules, adding things for SummerSlam, changing things afterward, fucking around with bringing back Bailey and Sasha Banks, feuding again, and... I feel like I need to go on a rant about that, and I feel like I need to go on a rant about the Roman Reigns situation with Bobby Lashley and the Revival, but this isn't the place for that. Uh, Just put it out there, fucking stupid, you know? Um, This is the hot tags. This is where we talk about the other stuff. It's not when we talk about pay-per-view stuff. We'll get to the pay-per-view stuff later on at some point. And it'll be all negative anyway when it comes to that stuff, so uh, I'll spare you the negativity when it comes to that. Anyway, I'm rambling. Hot tags. Again, as I mentioned, I'm scatterbrained here, so fucking bear with me. Uh, First thing to talk about here is the most recent episode of Something Else to Wrestle with Bruce Prichard. It was about AJ Styles in TNA. I liked it. I think that this is a watch, or a see it, or listen to it, whatever the case may be. It's more of a TNA thing in general and less about specifically AJ Styles and tracking his career and stuff, but I liked that personally. I wanted to get more of an insight of TNA and the lunacy that goes down there, more so than focusing specifically on AJ Styles. Now, I know that they probably wouldn't be able to necessarily do an episode of just TNA blank, and they probably framed this as AJ Styles to make it you know, related to somebody in WWE right now and stuff like that, but I liked it a lot. I thought that it was interesting that a perpetual theme seemed to be that nobody had a whole lot of faith in AJ Styles, which is weird to me, because they had perpetually pushed him as this top guy, and if they didn't believe that he was the top guy, then why was he a top guy? Hmm. Kind of weird. But, it was TNA, so nothing really made a whole lot of sense there. Some uh, problems that WWE has doesn't make any sense, but we'll get to those when we get to those and stuff. Uh, I just thought that overall it was a pretty good episode when it's interesting to talk about the, the TNA side of things, and I think that you should check it out. I don't know how to pronounce this person's name, uh... Tatevik or Tatevik or whatever, Hunanyan, Hunanyan, whatever, uh, independent wrestler applied for the Sister Abigail trademark. Apparently, WWE had not trademarked that after all this time. 
You would have thought that they would have, but I guess not. And she is somebody who had tried out for Tough Enough back in 2015. So clearly she is trying to capitalize off of WWE not having the Sister Abigail trademark. Probably wants to do something similar of a Bray Wyatt gimmick. But, you know, you can't call herself like uh, Bray Wyatt 2 or something like that. So the Sister Abigail thing's a way to get around that. And credit to her, you know, if they, she found a loophole that they hadn't made that a trademark. And if she can get away with it, then... She's going to be able to capitalize that on the indie scene, isn't she? That's a good idea. Now, she might get into some uh, some legal trouble with that. Maybe they will try to sue and say, well, we didn't have the trademark, but she's clearly ripping us off and stuff like that. I wouldn't think that it would be necessarily worth it to be in that kind of a situation and open yourself up for a lawsuit. However, I don't know much about the law. So maybe if anybody does know, they can chime in and they can say like, well, you know, technically WWE wouldn't have a case because they didn't trademark it and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, either way, if it works out for her, can't blame WWE for not, uh, can't blame her for WWE not doing the trademark, right? This is something that you have known by now if you've paid any attention to anything recently, but technically it wasn't on the hot tags last week because it didn't happen yet. WWE has announced that they are going to be doing a special show. It's going to be a pay-per-view event Saturday, October 9th, if I remember correctly. Now off the top of my head, again, scatterbrained in Melbourne, Australia. It is called the Super Showdown, and they don't have too much information about it yet, but we have at least been announced one match, The Undertaker versus Triple H. Seems like a running theme that they have going on here is when they do these shows... They want Triple H, The Undertaker, and I'm assuming John Cena, to fight each other because it's like, well, if anybody doesn't really want to pay too much attention to the current things, this is at least going to appeal to the people that used to pay attention to it. We had Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match, and John Cena versus Triple H for no reason for either of those two at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and this seems to be the next step in that. Triple H versus Undertaker, I'm assuming Undertaker wins... I hope it's a good match. If uh, he would be able to go the way that he normally used to be able to go, then it will be. If he is stuck not being able to move all that well, then it's not going to be all that great. And I wouldn't get my hopes up too great from that. But the whole rumor of the Australian show is now a fact. They are definitely doing that. It's going to be in October. It's going to be sandwiched in between some other things. So it's, again, one of those things that's kind of confusing to me why... They are doing, like, the greatest Royal Rumble, and this is the super show, yet we got rid of No Mercy, and we got rid of Battleground, and we got rid of Great Balls of Fire. Thankfully, they got rid of Great Balls of Fire. Battleground, eh, eh, to me, give or take. No Mercy is actually a good name, and it's disappointing to me that they got rid of that, so I'm a little bit annoyed that they're going with the WWE super show, as I feel like that's a little bit blah, and they could have just called this No Mercy. Could have just been, hey, WWE No Mercy is going to be coming to Melbourne, Australia in October and whatever. And everybody would have been like, oh, that's kind of neat. Maybe their philosophy is if we give it a new name, people will be more excited about it. Maybe they actually have a gimmick attached, uh, attached to it, like the Greatest Royal Rumble. And it's going to be the Super Showdown or something like that. I don't know. But they haven't said anything like that. It's just going to be another co-branded pay-per-view with a lot of different people in it. Same as everything else. Uh... Yay. You know, it gives me another thing to have to do. 
<sighs> Let's see what we have here. Um, this is my thinking uh, clicks that I'm doing here. All right. We've got the Undercover Boss episode with Stephanie McMahon. Uh, I hate these shows. Reality shows to me in general are stupid. It's not reality. It bugs me that they script everything. It bugs me that they try to pass it off as reality. And Undercover Boss was something that I thought was a neat concept if they would do it where it was actually real. And I had watched enough episodes of it when it first came out that I was just like, oh, okay, I get it. This is never going to be something that's real. I hate the sob stories on these bullshit shows. Like, this, if you haven't seen it, I totally skip it. Just don't bother watching it. It's not worth it. Um, and I'll give you a breakdown of it now. I'll totally spoil it for you. You've got three stories here. You've got a gay Asian gymnast who wants to be a WWE superstar. He wants to be the first ever openly gay WWE champion. And then that's the whole sob story of like, oh, wow, you used to be a bully and, you know, you came to term with yourself and isn't that a great message that you can teach little kids gymnastics and that you want to be, uh, you know, the first gay WWE champion and stuff like that, which is like, again, the type of thing that if you say to me, all right, there's this guy and he wants to be the first gay WWE champion, I go, can he work in the ring? Like, to me, it doesn't matter that he's gay at all. So I don't care about this Hob story. It doesn't matter to me. And then I think it's funny that at the end of it, she doesn't give him a contract. Instead, it's, I want to make you an ambassador for the anti-bullying program, and you can have a meeting with Kurt Angle and $25,000 for your parent, for your mom to uh, put a down payment on a house. Because it's always, I'll give you a little bit of money because also, you know, we were poor and we blah, 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 blah. Uh, so there you go. There's that whole fucking segment. Uh, he actually looked like he could work like, the, you know, physicality part of it, potentially, I don't know if he had any, like, in-ring charisma or any, like, mic skills or anything like that, but I would have been okay with them saying, like, all right, we're going to give you, like, a little bit of a tryout stint in NXT. That would have been kind of better, in my mind. Um, the other sob story, well, one, the sob story number two, a photographer who works kind of for WWE, kind of doesn't. It's kind of a strange scenario like that. Uh, he was in the military, he lost his leg, so that guy, it's the whole, like, oh, you know, um, support the troops, and that kind of a thing, and stuff, and, and it's just like, all right, well, let's check off that box, let's check off this box, let's check off that box of all the different potential sub-stories that you could possibly do, and then he even mentions, you know, Connor's Cure, then we do the third one, and it's this little kid with cancer, and it's like, are you fucking crying yet, like, that kind of thing, they want you to cry, and I didn't, because at this point, I'm cynical and I'm just hating this fucking episode and stuff like that. But it's just like, ah, oh, God, now you're going to throw... You go from that and you go to the other one. And then you go to like, by the way, little kids get cancer. And you're just like, Jesus, you're really trying to pull out the heartstrings on here, aren't you? It's not about people in the company not recognizing Stephanie McMahon. It's all just, let's try to do a feel-good story over and over and over and over and over and over again. So that's why I hate these kind of things. I'm really glad that I was working on other stuff while I was watching this because I thought that it was so boring and so hokey and so staged and just dumb. Don't watch it. Don't even watch, like, clips of it. It's just stupid. Thankfully, though, the WWE 24 special on the Hardy Boys, Hardy Boys Woken, 
ignoring the fact that it's called WWE 24 because I hate that uh, title. It makes no sense. Is great. That is such a good special. It really shows you a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that the Hardy Boys had been going through. Matt Hardy dozing off during an interview is something that I would think that they wouldn't necessarily want to show, but that was really interesting to see that because I was like, damn, if he's actually like so out of it that he's falling asleep while they're trying to interview him, it's bad. They had stories of them hiding out in TNA all the time where Eric Bischoff was saying that he had uh, interns that their whole job was just trying to keep track of the Hardy Boys. Um, They showed Jeff Hardy's doodles and his notes from when he was in jail and it says like seconds or minutes and minutes or hours or minutes or days or, you know, that kind of a thing. They really just dove into the idea of like, yeah, we we did some bad shit and... uh, I liked the honesty behind it. I liked the insight behind it. I really enjoyed this a lot. As much as I didn't like Undercover Boss, that's as much as I liked the Hardy Boys one. So 100% definitely check that out when you get a chance. Three more things to talk about, uh, from my notes at the very least, unless I end up going on a rant about Raw. Uh, Paige was assaulted by a fan outside of Money in the Bank who threw a pie in her face and told her to lose weight, which... Forewarning for the Sexiest Superstars Tournament, we're going to be talking about that this week and the next couple of weeks. Yes, we are going to say things that are going to be rude, and they're going to be insensitive, and they're going to be mean-spirited and stuff like that. But number one, it's meant to be fun. And number two, it's not meant to be necessarily mean towards the people themselves. We're going to be talking about our likes and our dislikes, and it's perfectly okay for somebody to say, well, you know, I'm a chubby chaser, or, well, I like thin people, or, hey, I'm more attracted to brunettes than blondes, or redheads are what does it for me, or, you know, if we're talking about the, the men, and somebody gets on and they're like, well, I don't like muscular guys, and somebody says, well, anybody who doesn't have a tattoo is a fucking pussy, like, whatever, you know, everybody has their personal tastes, and it's perfectly fine. And I hate the people that try to argue that you should love everybody for exactly what they are. Body positive means no matter what anybody is, you should be super attracted to them, whatever. However, I do agree with the body positive image in the sense that when you make fun of people, it should be in the interest of comedy and not to be a dick, necessarily. One thing about saying that Paige has gained weight and being like, oh, she doesn't look that good and making fun of that kind of a thing like that. It is kind of mean, but you take it to a whole new level when you throw a fucking pie in her face and tell her to lose weight. You're a dick if you do that, you know? Like, I've cracked a bunch of Nia Jax jokes over the years about her weight, but if Nia Jax were in front of me, I wouldn't try to make her feel bad about herself. You know, it's not that hard to try to be a nicer person like that. I might sound like I'm being hypocritical here. I might sound like I'm being on a soapbox when I shouldn't be, whatever the case may be. But I think that there's a line, and I think that that guy that did that with Paige, he crossed that line. Now, keeping that in mind, Paige has been looking better, I think. So that's a positive. And I'm glad that 
the post that she had put up afterward was more along the lines of, hey, fuck that guy, than it was to be super depressed about it and stuff, but maybe she's hiding that, I don't know. Hopefully Paige isn't getting too bent out of shape about the guy doing that. He's an asshole, he's wrong in the situation, not just because I think that Paige has been looking a little bit better, but also because you just don't do it, you know? Um, yeah, what a shitty thing to do. Let's talk about the 2K19 press conference. They have revealed that AJ Styles is going to be on the cover for it, which we kind of talked about a little bit before, that he was one of the people that was in the running, and it makes a lot of sense. Ronda Rousey is going to be on a cover as like an alternate. Uh, it's like a DLC package or something like that. This is where part of the Scatterbrain thing gets in there. I've been losing track of the notes from today and stuff. I didn't get a chance to watch the press conference, so I don't really know too many specifics about it. I know that there's some kind of a contest going on where you're going to have to beat him in some kind of like a, an extra version of the game or like the deluxe edition has some kind of a bonus mode or something like that. I don't 100% know for sure. I apologize. Uh, it's either a matter of I check out of this information and I push back the hot tags till it's spot where I can't necessarily do the hot tags or I just do it now and yeah, you're missing some information, so, um, a contest, okay, sure, fine, whatever, if it's based off of playing a certain mode in the game, then I'm assuming somebody's going to figure out a way to manipulate the, the way that that works, and they'll probably win that way, you know, but whatever, I don't know, I'm not a gamer, I don't know how that works, AJ Styles being on the cover makes a lot of sense, I think, Braun Strowman would have made sense to me if they would have gone with him, but I think AJ Styles makes more sense. Maybe Braun Strowman's time is next year. And with Ronda Rousey being one of the uh, main primary focal points of what's going on at WWE right now, she totally makes sense to be the woman. Uh, Alexa Bliss would have made sense as well to me. And maybe uh, Charlotte, maybe Asuka, you know, they had some variety there. And I do agree with, I think it might have been Callum that had said it, you can have more than one person on there too, and I wouldn't have minded them saying that it was multiple people on the roster that are on the cover, because why not? But hey, you know, if they want to keep doing this one person thing, then they can keep doing it. But I like AJ Styles being on the cover. I think it's a pretty decent cover. It's essentially just one promo shot in front of the same electric-y type of background that they've been doing for a while and stuff, so it's not all that special. Finally, the UK Championship Tournament. We have some spoilers that I'm not going to get into all that much. And um, tomorrow we're going to get the rest of the spoilers for that. But the things I will be talking about is they've given it a name. It's going to be NXT UK. No King of the Ring. No, our brand new show is the WWE United Kingdom Championship show or something stupid like that. Which this means, I think, a couple important things. Uh, number one. They are very, very invested into NXT. Number two, the crossover that we've been seeing between the United Kingdom Championship and NXT may continue. It might not necessarily have to. Number three, if they branded this NXT UK, they probably are thinking that in the future, if this works, that they can have NXT Mexico and NXT Japan, and just kind of 
or NXT Asia, you know, whatever they want to brand this as. I don't think they're going to do like one country, you know, one NXT Bulgaria and like, you know, whatever like that. It'll probably be like NXT UK will take care of the, the European side of things. NXT uh, Asia will cover some other things. NXT Africa, if they want to do that. NXT Australia, I don't think would really be necessarily worth it. Maybe, maybe not. But NXT UK and NXT Mexico, I think, and then maybe NXT Japan or NXT Asia, those things seem like they could be well in the the line of fire. Um, I don't think the idea of North America could work all that well because we have the North American Championship. So maybe that actually influences the fact that they won't do in Mexico because they could work Canada in there and stuff. But I do think that this is a good indicator that they do want to do that in the future. I would not be surprised at all if a year or two from now they introduce NXT Mexico or NXT Japan. Um, Another thing to go along with this is that there are two more titles coming. There's going to be an NXT United Kingdom Women's Champion and a a United Kingdom Tag Team Championship. Uh, Tony Storm makes a lot of sense to me to be the one that takes on that role as the Women's Champion. And the tag teams, that's tough because we could get Mustache Mountain and that would totally work. But wouldn't you want to necessarily keep those guys into the NXT fold or maybe bring Tyler Bate onto 205 Live? Something to ponder. I don't know. Depends on how much they really want to use them and if they want them to travel in certain circles more than others and stuff. But maybe Mark Andrews goes back over there. And maybe he's a part of something like that instead of on 205 Live because 205 has not been too kind to Mark Andrews. And uh, I would not be shocked at all if that were to happen. The tapings are going to be happening pretty soon. July, there's going to be a two-day taping. There's going to be another one in August and another one in October and another one in November. So they're going to do two-day tapings back-to-back. It's like the you know 25th, 26th, whatever the case may be. And that is going to introduce them to the new show, the NXT UK. Should be a weekly thing. And that's another fucking thing for me to do every week. Uh, I think that the fact that they're doing this now means that we can't count this in as an FS1 show. We still have that news that they are going to get some kind of an FS1 show. But I'm hoping that that's maybe just like combine the whole uh, bottom line and was it like afterburn or something like that? Uh, I don't know. There's a thousand recap shows. They should just do one recap show. And, um, yeah, I think that this is potentially a good idea or potentially something that makes them run a little bit too thin. And I don't know if I really want to go through the effort of watching another hour of WWE television per week. So we'll see if in July and August and so forth, if this ends up being, worth checking out and devoting a lot of time to but maybe it won't i don't know either way those are the hot tags that i have written down so far i could go on a rant about raw but i have too much crap i have to do and it's not going to get anywhere anyway it's just going to be god damn it why is sasha banks and bailey still doing this back and forth stupid feud and why do they still think roman reigns versus brock lesnar is a good idea and who gives that mic to bobby lashley and why did they have the crap on the revival and Braun Strowman better not lose that briefcase and not have the championship and he better not cash in and make Brock Lesnar look good and he better not cash in and make Roman Reigns look good 
we'll talk about this when it comes to Extreme Rules, and we'll talk about it when it comes to SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, the next time you guys are going to be hearing from us, you know, because it won't just be me, is going to be when we talk about the preliminary round of the Sexiest Superstars Tournament. That's going on right now. The poll was posted on Friday, and I don't know for sure when I'm shutting it off. I'm either going to shut it off Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and then pick up with round one. It all kind of depends. Round one is the hardest thing for me to plan because I have to do a lot of template work for it. So I need to give myself a little bit of time, but it's my birthday this weekend, and I really kind of don't want to fucking work all that much. Uh, I think I've kind of earned it a little bit, but I'm probably going to have to do some work, of course, because, hey, there's no rest for the wicked. However, on top of that, we also have the mailbag. So uh, the mailbag questions that you guys get a chance to send in, send them in as soon as you possibly can. I'm probably recording this on Wednesday with the preliminary round of the tournament. The qualifiers come first, so maybe I won't get around to it until Thursday. But Thursday, I have to do some Jurassic World uh, movie review at night. And then Luke Cage starts up right after that. So I have 13 hours to binge watch that show. So I got a lot on my plate, and I don't really know if I'm going to be able to move things around differently. In either fashion, the sooner you send me in your mailbag questions, the better, because it gives me more time to be able to figure that all out. I know Peter's sent his in. Thank you, Peter, for that. I know we got a question from Howard, so at the very least, we'll be answering those questions and stuff. But, um, yeah, a lot of stuff happening and not enough time. So I am going to take that time and say goodbye for now. I will see you when those next videos are coming up. If you want to be aware of when they go up, subscribe to the YouTube channel and ring the bell for notifications and follow Smartout Moment on Facebook and Twitter. Follow me on there. Follow Fanboys Anonymous on there. Subscribe to that on YouTube as well. Buy a t-shirt on the Tee Public or Redbubble links for either Fanboys or A Mango Tees or Smartout Moment. Uh, hit up the Patreon if you want to help me justify doing all this fucking work. <laughs> and I will talk to you next time, everybody. This has been another Smartout Moment, and I am being counted out. Thank <laughs> you.